Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Metalman number 19. Cover date April May 1966. Cover price 12 cents. Cover artist Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Edited by Robert Kaniger, featuring The Man Horse of Hades, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go! Magnus seeks a way to separate the metal men from their newly alloyed state. He strikes upon an idea and summons five female models to his lab. Tina is upset, believing Doc has brought them to the lab for a party. She runs off, followed by the other metal men. Suddenly, a giant centaur attacks. Confused? Me too. And you know, if I don't know what the hell's going on, you're in trouble. Be right back to Explain Nothing. But it also stands for the gasoline that you burn when you take her out. Girls, pretty girl, girls, I love you true. My, what a terrible place this world would be if we didn't have you. So, Middleman number 19, straightforward adventure story. Any questions? Hmm. Not, um, not yet. yet. Oh, hey, there's a well, girl here. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hey, everybody. My sister's here visiting. Hi. She decided to be on the podcast even though she barely listened. Well, She's heard a couple. I've heard a couple. She doesn't like comic books. I, but She's not the first person to be here who doesn't like comic books. Or the last. And sometimes, honestly, um, instead of using one of those apps that help me go to sleep, I listen to your podcast and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so hardy, har, so, har. So thanks for that. Did I mention my <clears throat> sister is much older than I am? <laughs> Tell us again. Um, we're drinking vodka with homemade seltzer, which we made. Yes, and some kind of lime soda. It's called hooch. 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 And Sissy brought it to us from the Carolinas. Charleston. Charleston, South Carolina. It's delicious. Yes. Um, there's also four dogs in the house, so you might hear some dog noise, listener, as usual. And the laundry's going. No, I, t- I stopped the laundry. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, but the dogs are outside the room, and they might whine. They will definitely will whine. Well, one of them will. She's mine. <laughs> <laughs> We're reading Metal Men number 19. 
Susie, are you familiar with the Metal Men? Um, only since today. Okay. Because I perused this, um, what do you, what do you call it? A comic book? Uh, <laughs> ah! Uh, we'll say graphic Graphic novel. novel. Uh, okay. to refresh so, our... Go ahead. Well, I just want to catch our listener up. The Metal Men are six sentient robots made of precious metals, gold, iron, mercury, lead, tin, and platinum. There's also a robot named Nameless who's also made of tin, but she was built by the robot tin to be his sex companion, I'm assuming. (laughs) And also there's some other robots that show up later. Also on the cover, there's a robot giant centaur. Although, inside the comic, he's not a robot. Thank you very much. Observation number one, he's not a robot. Also, we, the reader, are encouraged to continue sending in names for Nameless, who doesn't have a name yet. Apparently, the the month between she was her introduction and this one did not generate any good names for her. Right. Oh, also, to catch our listener up, we left the Metal Men last on our second episode, this is episode 87, and they were alloyed together, which means not what alloy actually means. In the real world, it just means their hands are stuck together. And feet. And their feet. Like a three-legged race. Or paper dolls. With Yes. Yes, just like paper dolls. Um, the, uh, go ahead. No, that uh, that actually kind of happens later on in, in this episode, right. as I recall, that they... Yeah. Um, okay. We say issue. In <clears throat> issue. Sorry. Um, also, it's apparently some kind of human caterpillar situation because they do belch through each other. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. So yeah. maybe they actually uh, are excrete. They excrete somehow. Now, Sissy's a nurse. She could tell us how that would work in the human body. <laughs> I don't know how robots handle it. Have you heard of human centipede? Yeah, I yeah. Did I say human caterpillar? You before? did. Human caterpillar. Well, you know what I meant. No, human a centipede was really gross. Do you watch? You saw it? No, but I had a friend who was like totally about it. Oh, yeah. What kind of friend? Well, he's odd. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to watch it. He's either. a little odd. I think I saw a preview for it, and, yeah. I, and I thought that they have just made a movie that. Yeah. Crosses all boundaries. What's, yeah. it, this is just the most disgusting thing I can think of. Yeah. Guess what? They made three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was an audience for it. Sure. Like Apparently. the crows. The, the... Okay, so my my first question. Yes. This <sighs> centaur person. Like, where do you find those? Like, can I... The robot version or the real one? No, the real one. Like, um, I... You know, well, a the, man horse kind of sounds like my dream. Actually. Of course, all <laughs> girls love horses and men. And men. So. Yeah. Um, so first thing is that you would have to be an identical twin of someone who lived in ancient Greece when centaurs lived. So that he could obsess over you and then you had to get turned into a statue and then also be a robot in the present day so that he assumes that the statue is the robot come to life. And oh. also, he has to be bewitched so that he becomes giant. Okay. And is transported to the present day. But she wasn't asking but for I, this centaur. She was asking for a centaur. A oh, right, right, right. I'm just laying out the, what needs to happen. That's just the rule? Yeah. Uh, for centaurs? Um, okay. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. If I'm home due to coronavirus uh, closures next week, I'll work on that. Okay. Okay, thank you. Do, so, if, like, could this be a past life thing? Like... If I was, 
living in ancient Greece in mm-hmm. a past life yeah. and was turned into a statue? Yeah. Like, could I, could, is there a possibility that one of these centaurs could appear in present day and like fall madly in love with me? And... As long as you looked identical in oh. the past. Hmm. Okay. Now, does the centaur use the bathroom inside the house or just out past her? No. Um, in Greece, society they would have been civilized so he would have had a little bag on the back of his haunches oh okay mm-hmm. all right okay 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 well that's it's the end of the questions we'll see you next all week <laughs> that all sounds pretty good to me so we're, since we're speaking uh, talking about current events yeah this whole virus thing i know right it's terrible sissy's a nurse as i said so she knows it's much worse than what we're being told yep that's what i'm hearing and i have uh an event scheduled we've um if you happen to be familiar with my profession and you're a listener, you know perhaps that we have been planning and fundraising for a big event for over 35 students to go to New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and myself and three other faculty members, we are going to go up and see Chicago, the musical, and see the opera level. Uh, uh, no, not level one. Traviata. Traviata. And go to the Cotton Club for a dinner show and tour Lincoln Center and see New York City and such. And we are just now seriously considering having to reschedule, like cancel and reschedule the trip. I think you should go. What could go wrong? <laughs> Big public places, crowded. Well, every every day the situation changes, right? Right. Yeah. We'll keep you abreast. I just wanted to add that, you know, so that when we're listening in the future. It's like and, a timestamp. You know, a timestamp, exactly. And, and perhaps if you're at my funeral... Uh-huh. You know, I just want to say to future me, uh-huh. stop it. <laughs> or if you're a centaur in the future looking oh. for your lost love, Sarah is waiting. Oh, I meant you, but oh, I'm not. I'm not interested in a centaur. Uh, Fool. Let's have a roll call, shall we? Yes, Doc. That's Doc Magnus, inventor of the metal men. Mercury, the only metal liquid at room temperature. Gold, precious metal. Lead, stupid. Iron, strong. Tin. Also stupid stupid. and stutters and nameless. And Tina, who's created by Doc. He dressed her in a sexy nurse uniform and then tells her that he doesn't love her. And gave her the robotic equivalent of emotions. Oh, no, he didn't. He developed spontaneously. He continues to tell her that she's just a robot and has no emotions. Oh. But she has other ideas, doesn't she? She sure does. Mm -hmm. She's obsessive. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we open in Doc Magnus's laboratory complex. This is the splash page. This basically is one page that encapsulates the entire thrust of the whole story. Okay. And we just ignore no it. pun intended. There's a sentence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, page two. We're in the lab complex of Doc Will Magnus, famed inventor of the unpredictable metal man engrossed in his latest startling experiment, which apparently is to be tied up... By Platinum, who's spun herself into a thin wire to wrap around his body. Right, and he's calling her a nagging female. Stop uh-huh. yapping like a, yakking like a nagging female. So, I don't know. I, keep, keep going. Hey, it's remember fine. when our parents redid the kitchen when... Uh, <laughs> oh my when God, we, <gasps> we get first-hand stories <laughs> from siblings of your fantastic family. So, Mom was pregnant with me, and they redid the kitchen on yes. Elmond Avenue. Yes. And uh, years later... For mica countertops. Yes. Yes. And wallpaper. And wallpaper. And carpet. 
Yes, carpet in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Ew, trapping smells. Yeah. Oh. And it was a galley kitchen. It was about 18 inches wide. <laughs> which How is your not mom- as wide as anyone's ass in our entire family. How did your mother... As 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 a accomplished as a cook as she is, yeah. how did she cook in a galley kitchen? By not ever allowing anyone else to enter the kitchen when yeah. she was cooking. It's a wonder that any of us actually learned to cook because yeah. we were never allowed in the kitchen at the same time. Oh my as God. And you never. both are fantastic cooks. Yeah. Well, yeah. we try. <laughs> um, All knowledge acquired on the outside, I promise. Uh, after. Yeah. Anyway, 25 years later, they redid the kitchen again. Mm-hmm. And they stripped the wallpaper off behind the stove, and in I don't wall- want to know. <laughs> in wallpaper paste was a stick figure, a pregnant stick figure of mom, with a balloon coming out of her mouth that said "flap, flap, flap." Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently she, she'd been flapping her mouth. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, I wish I had a picture. Oh, oh. I wish you did too. Oh my god. Flat, flat, flat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Essentially it's this panel of this well, comic where Doc's telling TV. She to be could quiet. go on. Um he also references the previous issue by name. That's so weird that they're referencing their lives as if they live in a comic book. Yes. It happens again later on. The Metal Men who were alloyed together by that Schlemiel robot inventor we escaped from in Metal Men number eighteen, February March, in the dinosaur who stayed for dinner. Isn't that a, okay. I haven't seen that in any of these other comments. No, it's weird. Yeah. Um, Do they really know what they were doing? Well, this is written by Robert Kaniger. Oh. Widely acclaimed for his war stories, one of which we'd read last week. Mm-hmm. He had a long run on Wonder Woman. You can imagine how progressive that was. And uh, he wrote the first story of Barry Allen the Flash. Oh. Well. And created the Metal Man. Mm-hmm. He also created Lady Cop. Lady Cop. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tina tries to kiss Doc. He tells her his her kiss tastes like seaweed. What? And seaweed? how? So how does that work if she's made of metal? I don't understand. How's like the seaweed angle? Yeah. What is that? Is that in reference to something else that happens? Some? I I don't know. She's metal. Right. How? Maybe she's been crying. Well, so, what, so seaweed has that seaweed. kind of irony, uh, maybe iodine, metallic or, iodine, okay, salty. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so she flies off in a in a huff. In a I'm huff. sure, crying. Uh, no black, one platinum tears. No woman likes her kisses to be rejected. No, especially not by um, scientists. Good advice. Mm-hmm. If I ever kiss a woman, I'll keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, the rest of the metal men who are alloyed together, meaning their hands and arms are stuck together. Also, they appear to be two-dimensional. Um. Which is unusual for them. Yeah. They are, what? Why doesn't Mercury poison everybody else? (laughs) Thank you. Right? Because he's very cross and doesn't seem to like anyone. You meant intentionally or accidentally? Well, accidentally. I mean, I, I just remember how, like... Uh, you know, we used to have mercury, back in my day, we had uh-huh. mercury thermometers, and yeah. we would break one of those things, and we would play with the little balls right. of mercury, mm-hmm. and like, and then I found out later how dangerous that really was, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We didn't know. 
Well, I think we might have, was... I might have rolled a ball of mercury out of my hand. Mm-hmm. They were fun. You could just like sling them all over the place. And, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, so they're reading up on a way to uh, get themselves unhitched from each other, and uh, Mercury burps, which transmits a burp through all of them. It's weird. Does that mean they have? Their connections are open, like all of their veins are joined together. Are they all sharing body fluids? Burps travel through veins, is that correct, Sissy? (laughs) (laughs) No, they do not. Okay. Um, Well, there must be some other mechanism. They travel through the alimentary canal. Uh huh. Yeah. So. And alimentary sounds like aluminum, which is a metal, doesn't it? Uh huh. So, so that scans. That's yeah, all. That's all. That's scientifically scientific, yeah. sound. Okay. Um, the other metal men sit down while Tin and Nameless stretch their tendons. I guess that they're walking up Appendages. the stairs while they're. Well, they just still needed attached. some time alone. Yes, because Tin built her for one specific person. They purpose for himself. Uh, so they go sneak off to get a kiss. Uh, they both stutter, I should mention, just like our leading Democratic candidate, Joe Biden. He's a stutterer? He is. He overcame it. But that's why he has so many gaffes, they think, because he's tried to concentrate so hard to not stutter. Huh. Well, and I read something today that, like, stuttering doesn't always mean that you, ha- like, st- stutter and stumble over a particular word, but it means that you can also do some substituting of words, like, or... Or name the wrong things. Like sometimes it presents like that. I had a stammering problem when I was a child, um, and as an adult, I—if you listen to the podcast, you'll find that generally speaking, I'm pretty measured with my words, and sometimes I substitute the wrong words, and it's just something I've always, always had to deal with. I can't just freely associate or just let my mouth just go because I often say words that don't make sense or. I will get on one word and say it over and over and over again. Like I, I don't, I can't just, I can't describe it for you, but it, it happens where I just like things just stop. Sometimes I can't find the the right word, but I put it down to the fact that I work night shift, and sometimes oh. I just if it's too early in the morning, mm-hmm. I can't find. I find that, that the words would... "fuck" and "shit" are <laughs> excellent substitutes for for my stammering problem. You might enjoy the comic book Night Nurse. Night might Nurse? I? Yes. <laughs> because, as you know, at night, the kind of cases you get in the ER are like vampire bites and <laughs> swamp, swamp monsters. No, we just pretty like much that. get drunks. But Oh, well, they're drunk on blood, right? Uh, yeah, well, sure. Well, I never had anything wrong with me as a child. <laughs> um, he, do you remember anything, though? No, no. (laughs) He's like, that look. Don't even go there. Just the witch costume (laughs) situation. (laughs) Oh, look at the little soldier. (laughs) Look at that moon above the trees. Yeah, it's almost full, isn't it? It's almost full. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, Tin and Nameless Kiss, which sends a jolt of electricity through the rest of the alloyed metal men. And they go all crazy legged. Look at that. Twang! Uh, in comes Doc. Tina's escaping. 
the rest of the metal men need to turn into balls and bounce after her, is how I interpret that panel. It yeah. says, look, it's Doc chasing after Tina for a change. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually she's a woman she's chasing after him. Yeah. Are you saying that women do that? Uh, don't they? Because I read it in this comic. Well, I thought that's how it happened. I'm trying, I'm trying to stop that nonsense. If you based your life on this comic, your yeah. understanding of women, all they do is cry and complain and scream. Right. Which, so... Which is basically my childhood with my mother. Right. Yeah, but I, like, isn't this kind of what's wrong with society today? Like, like, people who are my age would have read this comic book back in, what, the 60s? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that I'm that old, but, you know. Right. And that gave them their whole concept of what women and men are supposed to be. Well, this was and just reinforcing so, gender stereotypes, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. in a big way. Oh, yeah. But it's no wonder we haven't come any farther than we have. Well, I think cultural change of this kind is a very slow thing. I mean, well, if you think about how many things have changed uh, in the last 10 years. Uh, it, it seems to be rapid when you think about what, what the, the, the 100 years that came before it. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Let's ask teenager Gussie Tulch. What a horrible name. She could yeah, be where does that Cindy come from? Sue or Gussie Tulch. Well, Gussie just Tulch. because she's poor and not smart and not pretty like the other girls in class. So, it, and to give her a poor person. Fact, she was voted and least likely to succeed. Yeah, she's been shamed. Did schools really do that? Vote the least likely to succeed? Oh, mean schools. Mean, really mean schools did, sure. You know, I think they tried to always find something positive to say about people. Right, but, right. But there were one or two. In... Even at obedience class graduation today, by the way, Junebug graduated from obedience class, they gave a participation certificate to the dog that didn't graduate. Oh, that one over in the corner that always just yelped? No, it passed. It was the other dachshund that couldn't oh. do its tricks. The one over right beside us to the right? To the left. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, they skipped a week, so. Oh. Well, there's something wrong with a society that gives participation trophies to fucking dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that dog knows it got a trophy. (laughs) No. 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 Anyway, Gussie's out in the park and Tina finds her. She's crying, crying. I don't think she's not pretty. She's not drawn. She looks she's, like Mary Ingalls. She looks kind of like a girl next door pretty. Yeah. Kind of like she's not all made up or anything, but that's okay. Well, you don't want to, you wouldn't give a prize to a whore. <laughs> um, Unless it was for that. Right, exactly. Most likely to succeed. Right. On her back. <laughs> Sissy had a Barbie doll when she was little. And... <laughs> um, bar her Barbie had modest knit clothing. <laughs> Who made your Barbie's clothing? <laughs> because my mother said Barbie looked like a streetwalker. <laughs> I didn't know that. Did she have clothing made by your mother? My mother made a whole wardrobe full of clothes for my Barbie. Yes, of like modest, thick woolen, thick woolen. She had she had a sweater, a lovely pink sweater. Ensemble uh-huh. that had a, a modest skirt that came down to her knees and a long sleeve sweater. Yeah, like a good Lutheran Barbie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and she could make casseroles. So, oh, 
How? Did was she allowed at your mother's <laughs> kitchen? <laughs> Apparently. Oh, uh, so what happens to what's her name? Agnes de Gooch? Gussie. Gussie Tulch. Gussie Tulch doesn't have the clothes to go to prom, and no boy invited her. It sounds her almost anyway, like so. Tulsi Gabbard, doesn't it? Yes. <gasps> I wonder if there's any. Who put that together? We'd have to go back in time and Gussie find Tulch. out. Anyway, okay. uh, Tina shoots off some of her own body to make a <laughs> skin tight dress for Gussie. Over she and she puts it over her current clothing. Over her current clothing, yeah. and then gold makes her some gold boots. Those are cute. Uh, yeah, but that you, have you ever walked in gold? Uh, I have. Uh, just practical. imagine, imagine I've walked in leather boots. And if you don't, if you if you don't have any, um, like, and and, if, and and I'm assuming he put them over her shoes. So she's got shoes right. with gold boots on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's gonna be sweaty. And oh, she's yes. got image problems anyway. I know. Her, her feet think, are going to be just a wet, stinky, disgusting man. I would think that the sweat would er- kind of erode the gold, too. So they're not going to look like that the second time. No, well, she only needs to wear them for one <clears> night. I guess. Just for prom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the rest of the mental men wish they could do something for Gussie as well, but they're idiots. So they can't. But somebody thinks of something. Well, right. So, oh wait, okay, we have to take a minute. Yeah, we have to take your okay. brotherhood quotes. Oh, uh, so we've talked about this once before with our buddy Jake. Yes, and uh, I was traveling, so you and Jake laughed your way through the what's your brotherhood quotient? Yes, you. So Sarah had not seen this before, and she asked us about this, and he said, "You I know, I think horrified. it's a great time to revisit the." What's your BQ quiz? <laughs> okay, so you're going to... I'll keep score. You give me a score between one and four. Uh, one is ug dislike. Four is no thought. Vacant. Oh, no. Uh, two is like. Two, two is, is like. No, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It should be on, uh, should be on a scale of, of, of worst to best, right? This yes. This isn't the way they do those evaluation quizzes when you teach a class, No. No. Yeah. Uh, one, one, so, is, one is thoroughly dissatisfied, ten is, is highly satisfied. Yeah. Or zero is thoroughly dissatisfied. Just oh. say like or dislike. Okay. okay. Or no opinion. Okay. okay. Alligators. Dislike. Baptists. Mm. Uh, no opinion, because no I know opinion. some great Baptists. Yeah, there are there's some good ones, yeah. but... Uh, hmm. Cabbage. Like. Like. Catholics. Like. Like. Detective stories. No opinion. Mm, lukewarm. Foreigners. <laughs> like. Like. Indians. What kind of Indians? Yeah, are we talking uh, about? Native Americans. Like. like. Jews. Actually, Indian. I don't care. <laughs> Jews. Jews? Like. like. Long hair music. He means jazz. Like. Like. Negroes. Like. Like. Spiders. Dislike. Dislike. Well, I think you both have a high brotherhood quotient. <laughs> We're all one. Do you believe that, quote, all men are created equal, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Do you think all young people should have the same chance for education, sports, and jobs, yes or no? Yes. Yes. When a new child comes to your neighborhood, do you go out of your way to make him feel at home? No. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, on... Sometimes the parents have problems with that. Imagine the, the family moves in next door, and you just go and you introduce yourself and befriend the child. <laughs> Who's that old drunk woman you were talking to? <laughs> <laughs> With the dogs. 
If yeah. you scored three yes answers on questions B, C, and D, you're okay, sissy. Okay. If you didn't, Rob, you'd better start <laughs> thinking about it. Mr. President <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson says, An unstinting dedication to freedom, tolerance, and individual dignity gave us our mighty nation, united and determined. We must stand ready to preserve our legacy. Well. Where did you read that? At the right. top. Oh, okay. Oh, I see there. it. Okay, I see it. So. It was published as a public service in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly, coordinating organization for national health, welfare, and recreation agencies of the U.S. You should listen to your brother rattle that off. Yeah? It is yeah. so fast. Are you ready? Sure. Published as a public service in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly, coordinating organization for national health, welfare, and recreation agencies of the U.S. You need to start doing some voiceover work, sir. You know, I did. Somebody called me. He does it, and he had a thing where he had to sing and he doesn't sing so he yeah. sent me the thing and I had to make a quick file I had two hours to you could be doing around. that up here all the time and making boku bucks boku oh, bucks could I? Okay. oh yes you could you have all a very, I have is this little laptop but, and, but you have a very resonant voice people do this all the time how do I get started uh, well, you make a demo tape, and then you start sending it to ad agencies. Uh, well, that sounds like so much work. Yeah, well, there, but the payoff. I guess. I used to do voiceover work for uh, what's now Time Warner, and I would Ooh. I would make $150 in like five minutes. I would have to go in and read off. Uh, you know, a page of copy, and and I get $150. Para que te en español, marque el número dos. Oh, you could do that. Uh, guess what okay. Time Warner owns? What? DC Comics. Oh, what? So, Gussie's all gussied up. See what I did? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and ready to go to the prom. Look at Tina. She's so happy to have helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc is not happy that she helped. Screw and, him. Uh, Tina has an idea. She's going to take all the rest of the metal men and shrink them down and turn them into a necklace for Gussie to wear to the prom. This side story was so stupid. Which side story? You have to be more specific. Well, there are two side stories. There's several coming up. Uh, We're like halfway through this comic book and we still haven't seen The Man Horse of Hades, which right. is the I mean, title of Your future of this husband. Book. Right. right. Or lover. Mm, well, well, lover. Lover. You're gonna marry a centaur? Mm, I don't know. I can just see it now, the memoir. I married a centaur. Uh you know if Lois Lane's respectful. Did. Maybe. There's what? an issue of Lois Lane where she is turned into a centaur. Um so she decides instead of marrying Superman, she sets her eyes on Super Horse, who in his secret <laughs> identity is a centaur. So she decides to give up humanity and marry a horse. Do you have a copy of that? Yes. <laughs> She's going to need some alone time. <laughs> so back to the lab we go with the rest of the metal men being shrunk into a necklace, which uh, Gussie puts on oh, and heads off to prom. Gussie, uh, and finally Gussie did go home, take off the platinum dress, and I'm assuming the, the, the shoes and socks underneath yeah. her, and just puts on the ensemble. That I like her. where she says, thank you, Doc, that you've made my wildest dream come true, I could kiss you for it. And Tina says, don't overdo it, Gussie. Save some for the boys at the prom. Ew! <laughs> oh, Ew! Let's right here. Don't overdo it, Gussie. Oh Doc only God. goes for robots. Look at Platinum him. ones, me. He's he is leering at her. Thank you, leering. Yes. Ugh. Gross me out. Ugh. Ew, look at him. Oh. What? 
He's leering. Well, we don't know. She might be. Uh, it said she was stupid. Maybe she's over eighteen, still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh. <sighs> Looks like Gussie's the bell of the ball. Shortly at the prom. Hmm. Um, why does Doc get to go to the prom? Yeah, well, hello, and Tina's with him, too. Uh, He's a chaperone. I guess. So, I wonder what the theme is. Uh, well, let's see who's buzzing around Gussie. There's a blind boy. Oh! <laughs> Several oh my God. He's a jazzer, Bob. He's a hip, he's a hip cat. I like that ensemble, that little red pants and the black pants. Really yeah, cool. that's cute. Yeah. Um, Gussie's doing the frog. The sh- shrug? The shrug? I don't actually know what the frog is. Okay, all right. Uh, the metal men are getting all jostled around, around her neck. Well, they're holding on. She's Mean. got mercury all over her neck. At mm-hmm. the height of the festivities, a gang of hoodlums come in to rob the prom. The, the senior prom. And they say, this is a stick-up. Fuck off of your valuables, or we'll flatten y'all like pizza plates. And uh, don't try to kid us with the subway tokens. We want a jewels. We want jewels and cash only. Jewels See? and cash at a high school prom. Well, this is why I think it might be some kind of community college event. Because <laughs> the gangsters are coming to get jewelry. Do community These colleges are, have proms? Maybe they did in the sixties. Yeah, in the sixties, yeah. sure, everyone had a prom or cotillion. Mixers, we call them. Mixers. One of the gangsters decides to uh, rape Tina. Oh! Starting with a kiss. Against her wishes. Yeah. And then he makes the mistake of telling her that her kiss tastes like nickel. Mmm. And she knocks him to the floor. Um, hey, remember when Luke raped Laura on General Hospital and then that launched them into being And then they got married. (laughs) He raped her? Yes. Yes, that's how they met. And then they became... She was... Was she still married to Scotty Baldwin then? I don't know. I never knew I that. Because she went to her first husband was Scotty Baldwin. Right. And then, yeah, but Luke fancied her. Uh-huh. And, he, yeah, he raped her. I'd have to, I'd have to go oh back and do some research. Oh, my God. The yes. hottest marriage on television. Yes. And so yes. It was started with a rape. Liz Taylor was at their wedding. Yes. Do you remember when Dad had his back surgery? He used to make fun of me because I watched General Hospital all the time. And, like, I would rush home from school to see General Hospital. And then he had back surgery, and he was home recuperating for six weeks, and he got hooked on it. And he had to go back to work the day Luke and Laura got married. <gasps> oh, Oh, it was awful. God. So he came home from work and asked me what happened. And I was like, yeah, you see? Now you see. Is yeah. this the same Ray Robinson that spent his retirement years watching Attitudes every day? <laughs> <on television>? <laughs> <laughs> With... Linda Dano? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Every day. Every day. That and Matlock. Yep. And he loved that Hoopy Goldberg. Hoopy, Hoopy. Goldberger. <laughs> oh, go Hoopy, Hoopy Goldberger. <laughs> um, also, we've discussed this before, how he liked Sanford and Son. And oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so. so they steal the Metal Men necklace. Which launches them into a frenzy of violence. But thankfully, a one-page shot of the metal, the tiny metal man attacking the gangsters. One and done. I do love these words. What? Blam! Blam! Zock! Zock! Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's all. There's just okay. a thud and a blam. That is all. And then the tiny metal men each get a kiss from one of the prom goers. And uh, Doc notices that the metal men are reacting to being kissed. So he's just figured out an experiment that might separate them from each other. Okay, and then you, what? Tina makes the moves on him. Yeah. She's always hanging off him. She must weigh 8 billion pounds if she's made entirely of platinum, <laughs> well, right? Well, yeah, you would think. She, why doesn't she crush his spine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I turned to this page yeah. and I saw all this text, yeah. I might have screamed out It's loud. like a Kathy comic, isn't it? It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we still haven't, we're on part three, we still haven't seen the Man Horse of Hades. Not at all! No! Um, and I'm thinking about what's coming in the story, and I can't believe that it's, it's already on part three. There's right. so much more to come. Can we speed through it in any way? Doc invites a bunch of pretty girls from the prom to his laboratory. There we go. Tina gets upset. Yes. And leaves. Because why wouldn't she? She thinks she, that he's invited those girls over for a sex fest. Something. What does she call it? A party. What did, uh, Okay, so what do those girls think they're coming there for? I don't know. I know. Like, what, who in their right mind? Yeah. Well, going maybe to, uh, there's safety in numbers or something, but... Well, especially when seriously. he opens the door with this line, it's a good thing I'm wearing dark glasses or you blind me with your beauty. Right? <laughs> That's just like the grossest. Yes. We've all agreed that we don't like Doc. Yeah. 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 So Tina gets furious and she leaves. And then what does she do? She reaches into her chest and. Yeah, she pulls open her boob and pulls some wires out. Yeah. But it, she's. I think she's trying to kill herself. She's going to blow out her fuses. Blow, she's blowing her gaskets. Uh huh. And then the guys take off after her. Yeah. The guys and Nameless. Nameless, yeah. Uh, this is where now we finally, finally see, the, we see the centaur. Man horse of Hades who is 18,000 feet tall. Mm-hmm. God, this goes, this goes so off the rails now. He stomps them with his mighty horse hooves. Hey, Rob. What? Remember when we went to Sissy's house for Thanksgiving and there were horses and our little dogs ran out into the pasture? Fred! Horses, Remember Fred barked? the horses started stomping and stomping. Yes, I thought Fred was going to die. Same. It was uh, Red. It was my horse, wasn't it? It was Rev, the brown I think one. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was the one that liked to stomp dogs. Uh, the other one was a friend to dogs. But oh. Rebby, no. Yeah. And Fred was always like with, with horses, just. Yeah, well, that, one, that was the barking that did it. Yeah, of course. Well, it all worked out. Well, they, everybody lived a long life. And yes. Did, did Rev pass away? Not as far as I know. Oh. He, was, he was happily giving lessons to small children, the last I heard. What, what, arithmetic and English? No. Is he one of those counting horses? <laughs> like Francis the talking mule? No, you're overestimating his level of intelligence, but... Um, anyway, the centaur explains how he's found Tina at last because she's, uh... Well, she, he kidnaps her first. Yeah, poor Tina. She gets grabbed in his man paws. The centaurian conclusion to the man horse of Hades gallops on to its thundering finish on the next page. We, we hope. We, we hope. all hope. We do too. Right? We really do. Well, this says part three here, but this is clearly part four. Yes, because the last part was part three. Right. Look, the metalmen in their latest man. Oh. Anyway. The stupendous man steed. 
That was my nickname I in high school. I just absolutely love that. I wouldn't mind a little man, Steve. Me uh, neither. Doc comes right... Where did Doc come from all of a sudden? Uh, so, the centaur describes how he was in love with a girl that looked just like Tina back in ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. And she was killed. Or well, she was he, attempted he, he to upon be her, killed. Yes, by, by a, a giant... Uh, Jove, who's the Roman equivalent of Zeus, of course, everyone knows that. Yes. Of course. Uh, he was disguising himself as a snake to try to... Uh, impregnate her. Yeah, because yeah. that's what he did. Yeah. Um, so impregnate. That's a really subtle word. Rape Rape, her. yeah. He wants to, to rape it. her, yes. So, uh, the centaur escaped with her. They were allowed one blissful moment of peace until she was turned into a stone statue by Zeus who then also decided to grow the centaur to giant size and sent him into so space. So no one would want him. Right. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say no one. Well. Yeah, well, clearly there's three people at this table who are <laughs> interested in learning more about Mr. Centaur. <laughs> so uh, he's sent to a planet in the Alpha Centauri constellation uh, where centaurs live, and every centaur has a centaurette. That's a lady centaur. And I guess they're all giant? I guess so. Because they not... all have women except for him. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Only I am alone. Uh, it's like he's okay. asking to meet you, Sarah. I know. So Aphrodite comes along and reminds Mighty Jove that he promised to bring the centaur back to Earth if the nymph ever came back to life. And assuming that Platinum is the nymph come back to life. He sends a centaur back to Earth. That catches us up to where we are right now. Right. Um, he. This is where we get the payoff of the seaweed kisses. He gives Tina a kiss with his giant lips, and uh, he realizes that she's a robot, and he's going to destroy them all. And, and I takes wish he script. would. I wish he would, because we would never have to read them again. Um, <laughs> Although I do enjoy this comic. It would be a it's blessing. Horrible. It's so bad. The metal men, who I guess are no longer tiny, are uh, using their powers to tie him up, like Gulliver in Gulliver's Travels. Yes. And the tiny people tie him up. Um, and Doc has an idea. He rushes back into his laboratory and uh, <laughs> creates a giant robot centaur girl. That was very quick. Who looks just like Tina, mm-hmm. by the way. He must have that mold somewhere. Uh, and uh, off they fly into space. He's a very clever doctor to make something so big so quickly. So quickly. He must have a 3D printer or something. And the end. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Sorry, everyone. Jesus. <laughs> Suddenly, Sigh. we find out the reason for the prom girls being invited. Because no. they were all... Doc used them as models for girl robots who now come prancing out. Do you think he actually used them as models or just poured or just, hot metal yeah. over them and put? And once they died, he put oh, gears in Oh, that's them. horrible. He might have done that. Ugh. Well, he says, I used those models to fashion humanoids. One for each metal man in the alloy. Let's just assume that he did something really horrible. I got the idea at Gussie's prom. Yeah, it's like I, he saw all these women and he said, you know what? She would look great dipped in gold. Yeah. Hot gold. <laughs> <laughs> gold finger! <laughs> um, 
he realized that the metal men, having witnessed Tin and Nameless kissing, were jolted almost out of their alloyed state. And now, each one being kissed by their own girl alternate, they're free! Wait, you've skipped over the most important line. I'm so sorry. The metal men are expanding as they've never <laughs> expanded before. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay. I like the sound of that. And the alloy that held them together is breaking like a soap bubble. <sighs> so it's like a happy ending. Well, it is, except that uh, he also made a girl for Tin, who now has forgotten Nameless. It's going off with the new girl. Right? Poor Nameless. Look at her in the background, Dad. Oh. She's so sad. She's going to get revenge, isn't she? Um, She's too stupid to get revenge. She's just going to scream. She was largely forgotten, and then there was a story in the 70s where Batman and the Metal Men teamed up and uh, found her, like, in a warehouse somewhere, having, you know, forgotten her. And at the end of the story, she has to uh, save them all from some kind of nuclear missile or something. And so she turns into a tin dove and flies into the sky where the bomb explodes and destroys her. What? Yeah. I'm so Um, glad that you know these things. uh Uh-huh. That's what I'm here for. I know. Well, what do you think of the metal men, Sissy? Um... (laughs) You know, somewhere in this, as I was hey, dogs, cut it out. perusing this book, I, I saw the word metallurgic, and for some reason it triggered the Green Acres theme in my uh-huh. head, where Ava Gabor says, I get allergic smelling hair. Uh-huh. I'm metallurgic. So I was trying to write lyrics, but I didn't really come up with anything. Uh, Sorry. It's fine. Hey, um, remember Captain Kangaroo, everybody? Yes. I was telling someone this week the story of how Mr. Green Jeans's nickname was Lumpy because he got erections at right. all the time. Right. And when they he didn't sang the hardware in the Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's true, Rob. It's absolutely I told true. you. I got very drunk with <laughs> Mr. Green Jeans one night at you a party. Did? Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. And if you remember that skit where Mr. Green Jeans was playing with the Glasses that were filled with different levels of water. It yeah. was vodka. It was actually oh. vodka. Was he a little drunk? Oh, God, yes. Wow. He was a lush. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. But he was a nice man. Yes, then a nice lush. Um, well, do you think you'll come back, sissy? Or listen? Oh, or... maybe. <laughs> yes? Sure. Uh, okay. Oh. Oh. What's happened? Well, we're just looking at this. Um, Mighty Muscles. Mighty Muscles. The ad oh. for, for 10 cents. You can Some of the ad, like, the, the comic books are worth it just for the ads. That sure. Are in there. Mm-hmm. And well, I like this. I can remember seeing those ads. Getting prizes. Get, selling yeah, American Seeds. For selling American Seeds. Mm-hmm. Did you read comics? N- not, uh, not as a practice, but once in a while I would... You know, run across a comic book in, I don't know, the doctor's office or something. I see. Probably like Betty. And, and the, Veronica, you know, the but all the rag mags, like too. Like all the, the National Enquirer and stuff, they had those same, those sure. same ads in them. Tiger Beat. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I was a big collector of the Tiger Beats. Sure, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, one time, Rob, mm-hmm. Sissy and her friends were having an Osmond Brothers fan club meeting in her bedroom. <laughs> 
what? And I hid under her bed for hours because I wanted to spy on the meeting. Uh-uh. And they caught me. Do you remember this? No. Oh, oh you copied, you heard me breathing because I was a mouth breather. <laughs> Dragged me out from under the bed. Threw me out of the room. Oh, you're oh, kidding. No. Yeah. Osmond Brothers fan club meeting. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's the best. Well, you know, it was what you did back in the day. Sure, they didn't have cable. Or uh, Spotify. Mm-mm. No. None of that. Did no. you play Osmond Brothers records? All the time. Oh, wow. All the time. I love hearing the stories about how each of you would banish the younger sibling to their room. To their room. While so, you, you could, so that we could do shows in the living room. In the living room yeah. with the records. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we were all famous in our own minds. Right. And now look at me. <laughs> podcasting to an audience of... One. At least three unique listeners per week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all for this week. You can find us on social media at Go Go Check Pod. What did I say? Go Go, go, go Check, Check Pod. Pod. Uh, you can download us on your favorite podcast platform and rate and review. Questions, comments, complaints. And send money. Well, I don't have. Can they send money? Not yet. I don't oh, okay. have a Patreon set up. Okay. Tell your friends. But maybe if this Tell voiceover you. business works out. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, well, we'll be back next week. Maybe. Maybe Dr. Husband will be stuck at home. That would be fine with me. We could do episode after episode and catch up. I'd rather I'd rather go to New York when this whole thing has passed. Yes, I yeah. think we all... Nobody yeah. wants the coronavirus. Mm. I hope our upcoming international trip isn't affected. I am so concerned about that. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. We might have to place to ourselves. Maybe we'll get quarantined in Ireland. That would be something, <laughs> wouldn't it? You wouldn't sure would. Just. The Republic, everyone, not Northern Ireland. Right. Um, well, that's all. We'll be back next week. Right? We have a tradition here on podcast, Sissy. I know. Oh. Are you ready? What? For the tradition. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.